You are listening to DG Talks, a podcast brought to you by Delta Gamma. Each month, the Delta Gamma hosts will speak on a different topic, covering a wide range of interests for our sisters. We look forward to engaging with you on social media about other topics you would like to hear, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Brenner, and I'm the current Vice President of Philanthropy at the Alpha Tau Chapter of Delta Gamma at Butler University. And I'm here to talk to you about my job as a Braillist. So I'm a current junior at Butler University, and I study elementary education. And I'm so excited to talk to you guys about my wonderful job. So I started as a Braillist this year, and it's kind of a long journey, and I'm going to bring you along with me. To give you a little outline of what I'm going to talk about today, I will begin by telling you about how I fell in love with the blind community, what is a Braillist, and what does it take. So I hope you'll stick around and listen to what I have to say. It all started when I became a Delta Gamma at Butler. I'm sure that many of you are aware of our philanthropy of service for sight. And when I sat down in recruitment on philanthropy day, I knew it was going to be the best day of the whole week. And I sat there and I listened to a presentation about the Indiana School for the Blind and Visually Impaired. And I cried and cried. And I knew that this was the place that I wanted to be. And I remember writing down in my notes page that this was where I wanted to be. I knew I would pick a sorority based on philanthropy. And I'm so lucky that this is the one that I chose. I started doing work with the School for the Blind and Visually Impaired pretty much immediately. I got to do a tour. I got to learn about the visually impaired preschool services that we work with. And I just started building a general idea of what it meant to be in the blind community. At Butler, we do um, what we call ISBVI parties. So this is where a group of students from the School for the Blind and Visually Impaired come hang out at our house. And we have chicken nuggets and cookies. And we do a talent show. We have dinner together and we talk and... We sing and we dance. We usually have a dance party, and it's, for me, a highlight of the semester. So after a while of being in DG, I knew that I wanted to be more involved with the philanthropy, so I applied for the position of vice president of philanthropy, and I was lucky enough to receive this position. So for the past year, I've been helping plan events, fundraising events, our parties, any type of service-related outings that we do. It's been one of my, probably my most favorite position I've ever held. One of my favorite things I've ever done. And I've been really lucky to learn so much about the blind community and make so many connections. I decided that I wanted to learn Braille. I'm an ed major and I always knew that I wanted to do something wider than being a classroom teacher and I thought this would be a good next step into discovering what I really wanted to do. So I planned an independent study to learn Braille. This unfortunately fell through but luckily for me the summer that I was planning it I began nannying for um, a family with five-year-old twins. Going into it I found out that one of them 
recently became blind and I didn't think much of it. I've nannied for lots of families and I've always loved it. I I enjoy so much working with kids and I was excited to start with these twins and I have bonded with a lot of kids, but I have never bonded with a kid like I did with this little boy. We were attached at the hip and I knew that I wanted to work in the blind community. I didn't know what that would look like, but I was so blessed to meet his Braille teacher through online summer classes with her. And nearing the end of the summer, she called me and said, we have a position for a part-time Braillist open, and I'm wondering if you'd be interested. And I was like, Braillist? I did not even know that this was a thing. I had no idea. And I was so excited because I just wanted to get started. So I applied for the job. I did an interview. This was all during quarantine and it was crazy and a whirlwind. And I'm so lucky to have received the position. Um, But I had no idea what it would be like or what it would take. Because it's so much more than I would have thought it could be. I didn't know any braille going into it and I made that clear in my interview and they said don't worry we have a course that you can take it's called the UEB online training course I signed up for it during the summer before school started it's about 30 lessons the lessons are long a lot longer than I thought and I to be completely honest still haven't finished it I started out by learning the alphabet I thought when before I started it, oh, this shouldn't be too hard. Like I learned the print alphabet in kindergarten. I can learn the Braille alphabet, and I did. And then I realized how complicated Braille is. So Braille is not just typing out letter for letter, like let's say the word cat. It's not always just going to be C-A-T. There is shorthand. There are so many rules, and I, when I say shorthand, I mean so much shorthand. And I realized, oh, <laughs> this is way more complicated than I thought it would be. And everyone would be like, why did you think that learning Braille would be easy? And I just said, I don't know. I worked with a five-year-old who was learning it, and I thought I could do it too. But it is not that simple. So I'm on, I'm, I'm nearing done with the lessons which I'm thankful for and they so I started the job while continuing this training program so that was how I was trained was through an online program and then I started doing some basic translating things at the beginning the job of a braillist varies I'll talk about it from my perspective but if you're a braillist or you know a braillist or you know anything about what it takes your experience could be completely different. And that makes a lot of sense because it's really structured around the children that you work with and the students that you cater to in the school district that you're in. So for me, this is not a volunteer position. It's a paid position. I work about 10 to 15 hours a week. I can't work more and I really can't work less. There are three of us in the school district that I work for. One head Braillist who works full-time and then two part-time Braillists. And we cater to... 
I don't even know how many schools, but multiple districts and many, many, many schools and about six or seven students throughout those schools. So our job is to take worksheets, books, any type of material and make it accessible for students who are blind or visually impaired. This means about a billion different things. For a high school student, you might take a chapter from an AP textbook and translate the text and make textile maps and describe the maps with words. For a kindergartner, you might take a book with few words, translate those, and then make tactile images to go along with it. It varies so widely. The biggest thing that was a surprise to me is that I don't sit down typically and write out everything that I'm looking at. I typically take it from a file, turn it into a Word document, and then I use a Braille add-on to Microsoft Word where I, my biggest job is formatting the text so that it makes sense and that there are no errors and changing exercises to make sure that they make sense to a student who is blind or visually impaired. And then I run it through a translating program called Duxbury and then I check the translation and I format it again there. So it's difficult in ways that I didn't understand, but also easier in ways that I didn't expect. My regional foundation coordinator actually decided that this is something that she would like to do and started looking into Braille certification to be able to do it as a volunteer. I don't know a lot about this, but I do know that there's a lot of information on the National Federation of the Blind. Their website is nfb.org, and you can look under their Braille Certification Program tab, and that has a lot of information about how you could do this as a volunteer. If you're looking to do it as a job, you can just search it online just like you would any other job. These are jobs that are in high demand typically because there aren't a lot of sighted people who read Braille, which makes sense. I'm so grateful that I was given this opportunity and that so many random steps in my life have led up to this. I know that this is something that I want to continue to pursue and that I am so passionate about. I talk about it all the time in my education classes and I always say, I'm sorry to talk about this again. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's one of those things that I don't think people think about very often because if you're sighted, you likely have never had to consider the fact that a worksheet problem that says, look at the map and point out where Texas is, is not possible without someone like a Braillist going in and changing that question and making a tactile map. Think about the way that things are made unnecessarily difficult for people with differing abilities. There are so many assignments and books and worksheets and activities that make no sense to so many students because they've been made for 
one type of specific student. And this is just not fair. This is where education fails so many people. And I think that that is one of the major reasons why I'm so grateful for this job, because it's not only made me aware about the blind community, it's made me aware about, more aware about how to best educate every student. So I like to say that you don't have to know how to cater to every single type of student, but you do need to know how to cater to every student in your classroom or every student that you're working with. And I think that this is really big because education is not one size fits all and we've treated it like that for so, so long. And that's largely why I want to be a teacher and why I'm afraid of being a teacher because the education system, especially in America, has made it so difficult to successfully do that. If you're an educator, what's missing? Who is being hurt by the material that you're using? And it's probably a lot more people than you think. If you're not an educator, whatever type of job you have, there's likely some way that you can say, who is this work hurting? Or who is not able to access this work because of the way that it's been done? How can you take your life and turn it into something that makes a difference in the lives of others? That's a really big idea, but I think it's the whole point of philanthropy and service. It's why we at Delta Gamma focus so heavily on foundation and philanthropy. I think it's what makes lives worth living. I used to be a person who felt overwhelmed by the idea that there were so many things in the world that needed fixing. If I choose a couple of things that I'm really passionate about, maybe I can actually do some good. Before I close this out, I want to say that working with the blind community is something that I'm really passionate about. And if that's something that you're really passionate about too, then great. I'm really excited that we have this thing in common. What I think is so important is finding your philanthropic passion, finding something that gives you life and that makes you excited and that you feel like you're good at. I fully believe that everyone is capable of this and that passion changes. I have gone all over the map with what kind of teacher I might like to be or what kind of service I like to do. That is all part of it. Um, sticking to one thing doesn't make you better at it or a better person. Thanks to everybody who listened. I am so excited that I got to share my Braille journey and my journey through my time with service at Delta Gamma. If you're interested in learning more about what I do or learning more about education, I have a Twitter account that is focused on education and braille and just all things like that. My handle is miss underscore Brenner, B-R-E-N-N-E-R zero. And I'd love to hear from you or just for you to look through there and just maybe learn some new things about education. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of DG Talks. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook at Delta Gamma. 